0: I am unashamed. What about you?
1: So it feels—it it feels weird. It's Easter Sunday, but normally, yeah. you know, you there's no, you know, it's, it's in our neighborhood. Even it's a huge, like, I mean, not everybody goes to. Obviously, we all meet together, and afterwards, uh, Willie's mother-in-law at her house. They do like this massive Easter egg Easter, yeah. hunt for the whole neighborhood and people. I mean, there, there's probably, what, 40 kids out there running
2: around. They got Easter eggs all over the neighborhood. Oh, I know. It occurred to me. They uh, they told me there used to be another house there, you know, where they live now. Yeah. And so Willie's father-in-law, he was like, you need a metal detect this. Well, I went out there. And metal detected, but every five feet that was because they put coins in the on. The, they have plastic eggs, you know. Well, the amount of change I found, but it was all you know, two thousand four, two thousand five, <laughs> two thousand six. You know, it's just there's change everywhere. you don't realize when you the do kid that,
1: opens it up and change. Wow, yeah, you
2: got little kids trying to keep up with change in plastic <laughs> eggs. <laughs> where what did you? where did that ever come from anyway? Do you? I mean, you know. I don't
1: know.
0: Uh, we need Somebody to ask Psy. He's always pagan, talking about it's the It's a pagan holiday or something. Oh really? <laughs> well boy. Well, here what we did go. the what did the egg have to do with it? This,
2: I mean, well no, I think it's
1: size oh, mentality. Oh, yeah. You know,
2: size always on this. We're the eternal egg of the 'Cause that's something what he does about being the... born again. I never know exactly what he's talking about. Well, really I don't know what he's talking well, about anyway. Well, about he, he doesn't either. A, yeah.
1: <laughs> <but, laughs> A lot of people asked me about that when Cy si was on here last. Dad, you weren't here and he said something about he had this old big epiphany about the piercing the eternal egg. And, yeah. You know, he went and so people when were when asking you don't
0: understand what someone is saying. And I don't understand what someone is saying, and he doesn't understand what what he's saying. That's right. that, that pretty well is clean
2: Well, I thought about it, you know. So
0: egg, we were like,
1: "Do you think he meant this?" And I was like, "Look, I don't know what he meant." You know, that's just you'd have to get into
2: the. You mind. listen, you grin, and you move on. There's two <laughs> things about Easter that always dumbfounded me. One was the Easter egg, which now eggs are one of the biggest commodities there. There during it the is. pandemic yeah well yeah i guarantee you people are not going to ball them and go throw them out in your yard yep. cuz there's people that will just scream and run over you with a buggy to get a dozen of them so that's not going to happen and the other thing was you know why people wear all the bright colors on the Sunday morning what what is the deal about dressing up which Something. we our family never did i mean yeah. my wife to this day gets upset cuz my wardrobe is limited <laughs> so Dad's. At, I don't you know. even want to get into work. Or- <laughs> what what is the where? What's the fascination with wearing all the bright?
1: Somehow that new- caught on. It was just like it's springtime, and so you wanted all these pastel colors, and you know, it's just a, it's a good. Probably was marketed by a lot of smart people to get you yeah. to go buy a lot of new clothes. I, mean, it's, I think so. It's, that sounds I mean, like the, a the good most capitalism. quoted
2: verse in my family, in my marriage, in the last twenty nine years has been. God does not judge by external appearance. <laughs> he looks at the heart. Because <laughs> she'll lay my clothes out. It's true. True statement. And I'll say, why? Where did that come? Those are not mine. She said, well, I bought those for you for Easter. I'm like, why? That and was, I've a, heard that was a waste of money. People who
0: make suits, the, the your clothes, the clothes make the man. Mm-hmm. In other words, what he has on makes him. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, I, no. I told my wife, I said, I want to give you a
2: bumper sticker for dealing with me. I've done this to her at least five times. I said, and when you're shopping online now, remember this. Jace doesn't do pastels.
0: <laughs> what is, That'll help you. Yeah. Well, I don't understand the flat piece of cloth to wrap it around your neck and and cinch it up against your Adam's yeah. apple, a knot. <laughs> you have a knot and they, they show people at of time and they begin to to the first stages of hanging themselves <laughs> and push that knot right up against their Adam's apple, and they stay that way yeah. all day long. Yeah, I'm just thinking, why would you put your – it looks like to me that would lower your brain power, your enthusiasm, well, that makes your, your sex drive. You have a rope around your neck. Yeah, no wonder you're so That's miserable. how they kill people. They hang them by the neck. Well, you know where that came from. I it's, don't know
2: where it came no, from. No, in the Old West – you know, they would try to tie up everything to keep the dust. Well, correct. From Yeah, so that's why the, they would wear the, bandana, the, face, the face mask, mask the, the bandana, bandana, and they they come up with a tie because they didn't want to get that dirt down under so their it was, collar. it was probably the Bolero
0: first So it started right? out protection. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, and now. It had a practical start. Well, now they say, you know, why you wear a tie is because if you're dealing with someone's money, which is in the professional, mm-hmm. you should wear a tie that that's the rule that's a stock or market. apparently that's a stock market quote, but that's what they say. When what do they you, say? When they say you, when you talk about people's money, you should have a tie. On. If you don't have a tie, on, then they won't.
0: That is why I've never bought a tie. All right, <laughs> suit. you just hit on it right there. You mean if you, the ones with the coat and ties, those are the ones I am watching them like a hawk. They say if you talk about when somebody, they step in the room, I'm like, yeah. They okay. say if you want
2: to talk about money, you better have a time but I yeah. have to
1: say they're probably right because here's here's the thing so Dave's your stock market guy yeah but if if I get somebody in here some couple and they say you know we want to invest a half million dollars and so I said well we're gonna send in a couple of guys to talk to you about that and so Randy Kirby walks in looking like the stockbroker oh yeah and you walk in looking like you guess who they're going to listen to you yep. not him so they're right. That's unfortunate. It's it's. For them, it's it, I mean, it's it's it a
2: cultural norm. That's what we're talking about here. Speaking of that, quit sending me. Look, I love our viewers. I love y'all. I really do appreciate it. Quit quit saying. Pick your top five stocks. It, it does. Look, I'm gonna give y'all some stock advice right now. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. No, I'm just I saying. Have brought it up. This is this is for you, and we can put this on record. If you want to get into the stock market. You buy at least 15 stocks so you're diversified and maybe one fund, ETF fund. Look it up. You'll figure it out. And then just leave it. it, That's it. Check back 20 years and you can thank me then if I'm still alive. So that answers all the questions. I'm not – you're not going to do what I'm doing or other people. where You watch it, you know, and you, you get engrossed in it. That's my stock advice for you. So that – so don't give me any more emails about, you know, should I sell this stock. I'm not going
0: to give you that advice. <laughs> my stock advice is zero goose egg. <laughs> yeah. I just thought
2: I'd throw that in because now – I mean, look, I, I get it. If you're paying these brokerages fees – and then you're looking at your account, you're losing money. I realize the discomfort you feel, but you will long-term make some money. Will you make more without them if you know what the heck you're doing? Yes, but it takes a lot of time and work, and most people don't have that kind of time, effort, and work. So stay out of it. Buy 15 stocks. The top stocks is easy to figure out. Maybe one ETF. Wait 20 years. I mean, forget about it for 20 years. Come back, and you'll be glad you did.
1: Yeah, I told me Lisa too. she's opening up our you know 401k. I said don't even don't even read that right now. That's just going to depress you. I mean,
2: well, the part we've of, had what, a
1: pandemic.
0: The part right? of yeah. his speech that bumps me out is that I don't have another twenty years. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's, okay. For unless you? <laughs> unless okay. I may live to ninety four. Well, so, your mom right. lived to
1: ninety six. Well, you
0: never know. Of course, right. you know
1: if you make it Still, past seventy eight, you realize you'll be the. The longest living of your siblings because Jimmy Frank was 78 when he passed, when he had a heart attack, and he's the oldest one. None of yeah, your siblings. I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you can make it to 78, you, you'll break well, What that you can
2: record. do, Phil, is if you have, if you're at your age and you want to make a little money, if you have more money than you think you'll spend, you can put those in some high conservative dividend stocks and so they will give you yeah. they will give you that money you won't lose it it's pretty safe and but you know in your case what do you need money for so i would Nothing. i would carry on
0: <laughs> yeah i'm just
2: we do spend a little bit money. To, how much
1: does it cost when you when you have to pump up our ducko? How much does that cost? Well, that's oh, thousands of dollars. It's, it's, it's fuel.
0: Ten grand. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I mean, that's, that's just a pump up. That's so, mainly fuel. Yeah. Or if you have to buy a new piece of equipment, some of your stuff's yeah. pretty expensive. So that's you true. are spending, but but you're working. You're you're seventy, about to be seventy four, and you're working too. By the
0: way, yeah. I'm not seventy four yet. I will be seventy four on April the twenty fourth. Yeah. Which, uh, it's that's coming right, up. That was my first birth. So you're like, hmm, 74. So I'm looking around like, wow. Well, How fast did we go back? I don't have any aches or pain. Oh, it was, it's like James said it, it was a mist, a, a vapor, vapor sh- sh- gone. Yeah. Well, gone. you
2: said you don't have any aches and pains, but you have in the last six months. Because we chronicled you've them. You've described them in detail, yeah. and it really has made me you know, oh, cringe. He, his bicep is every a Every female
0: that's listening to my voice, honey, all I want to tell all of you females, Uh-oh, thank oh, God every time you get up in the morning, thank you, Lord, for not giving us a prostate like you did the males, <laughs> because you're way better off without one. Trust me when I tell you. Now, that's, no. that's funny. I don't care how you are. prostate acts up on you. You girls don't have to worry about it. Of course, Which, every time I tell a woman that, you know what they tell me? Yeah, we're the ones that have the children. You I was know. Gonna say, they're going to
1: to they're going to trump your prostate thank, with an ovary. So, yeah. You, know, it's you just, need you know. to
0: thank God because you don't have to bear children. I said, <laughs> I know it. I'd bear one. That'd be, I'd wind that up. No, I when I saw that,
2: that was one of the most it life. It changed my life. It changed my life. Oh, when man. I saw my wife, number one, her body. Go through this transformation, yeah. And number two, I didn't even know she had that dark side in her. (laughs) Not dark, as in like, (laughs) but I mean, because she's never raised her voice to me in our marriage at all, except at the birth of our children. I mean, she's like, "Hey,
0: get me some ice." Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's barking orders. So
2: I'm like,
1: you know, little, you know, little Karen Bromley from church, little meek, mild woman. Oh, I mean, just ow, yeah. So, so I Lisa and I were there the night because they are our neighbors. We were there the night she had her first baby, um, and so we were in there. We're getting ready to leave. We're just kind of checking on, praying for him, and she's having her contractions, you know. And so her husband Bromley, who who works for the church now. He was like kept – you remember you're breathing. And, you know, he's giving her all this Lamaze stuff. Who was doing learning. this? This is Bron, her husband, Bromley. Yeah. He's, he's giving her all this yeah. stuff. And she's looking, you know, at him. And she'd be going through I of offered things.
0: no advice <laughs> when I saw the one – I didn't watch you being born out, not you, Jace. Sigh, uh, hollered at me from the riverbank. Yeah. Hey, Miss K's having that baby. And I'm baiting up a trot line. And I said, what do you want me to do about it? I said, I can't. I can't help her. No,
2: that doesn't make it any
0: better. <laughs> That's right. Me. But right. when Jep came along, I did watch that one, and someone says, what happened? I said, here's what happened. I watched Jep come forth from the womb, and I saluted women, womanhood, worldwide. I, I saluted all women. and said, I will never— take that for granted on what they go through to have children. Well, this little Mm -hmm. meek
1: mild woman, who I've never seen her raise her voice in that moment. He kept on. He was just, you know, he was just trying to help, but she finally looked at him and she said,
2: shut up. I
1: I mean, just it was like (laughs) it was like a demon. I looked and I was, and it scared me. I was like, whoa, okay, Lisa, I think we need
2: to go. I was like, we've stayed too long. I've told Missy many times (laughs) since then. I'm like, you need to go child (laughs) buried on this person (laughs) because She knows what I mean. because I'm like, there's something in there. Yeah. I know you, because she'll be frustrated with the situation. And I say, go childbirth
0: on her. I mean, a woman I, is a lot tougher than I thought after I watched that. Oh, no doubt. Okay, where were we at? Well, hang it's a
1: perfect lead in to the resurrection. Yeah, hang on. We got to take a break and let's jump in. So uh, I'm excited about uh, these guys that express VPN. We've talked about them quite a bit before. Uh, I love talking about technology things with Dab because, of course, a virtual private network, would that connect with you, Dab? A
0: virtual private network. Virtual private network. What what does it mean? If you
2: take faith and apply it, you you can get it because faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So virtual private network, there's a network even though you don't see it. Correct. It's there. It's there. Protecting And these people help you. Your data build a virtual wall. your data, and I'm
1: excited about it because I've got it uh, and I've got it uh, on my computer, and uh, so I'm excited to finally have my data. Better Tell us protected. what they do. So basically, they they protect your all these security threats, things you don't know, people are trying to break in and hack, and they put the wall up around your network. So here's what you have to
0: do: break in and hack, not meaning breaking into your house, breaking into your Virtual, your virtual world, your, 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 your computer data, world. Everything, in your, everything you I have in you. your computer. I got you. So, uh, not, you know, it's the
1: same not. idea about protecting your house. You you know, you do, you have your methods for that. These guys take care for in the digital world. So you can go to expressvpn.com slash Phil, which is always great because there's Phil uh, right here in this world. Expressvpn.com slash Phil. You get an extra three months for free, which is awesome. Uh, and you protect your internet uh, with the with the VPN. So it's expressvpn.com slash phil. Check it out today.
2: Because really, when you start analyzing uh, your body as you get older, Phil, it, it's it's good that it's Easter Sunday. So we asked. Uh, 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 there were some yeah. questions asked about the resurrection
1: body, which we talked about last time. On the idea of you know are we are we physical versus spiritual and so we talked a lot about that from First Corinthians fifteen and but when we talk about the resurrection, of course you have to look at Jesus first because First Corinthians fifteen remember he he was called the first fruits of this new opportunity. Which what does you that know, imply? Yeah, exactly. More and, to come. More to come. More and so come. and he he did a little sample test with his old buddy Lazarus. You know, and that was right before he was going to die and be raised again. And and I've always thought, you know, the reason because he waited until he died. You know, then he goes yep. there and they're like, man, if you'd have been here three days ago, you could have saved him. He's he's like, well, come out here. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you a cool trick. You know, and so after four days, he says, Lazarus, come out of that tomb. And he does. And, of course, they're all thinking he's going to be like a zombie. And he, you know, he took off all his grave clothes, no problem, no big deal. So he was kind of show but Lazarus died again. He mm-hmm. was showing what he was about to do. Mm-hmm. And look, no, if anybody can do that, when you raise the dead, you get, your, you know, that's I think attention grabbing. And death
0: comes through a man, as in Adam all die, First Corinthians fifteen twenty two. so in Christ all will be made alive, each in his own turn. Christ the first fruits. Then when He comes, those who belong to Him. Then the end to come, and he, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. So you get to looking at it. You say we have one, <laughs> one person, one chance to get beyond the grave, mm-hmm. and this is it. Right. I, I've never read this anywhere else in any book anywhere. Have you? Nope. So you oh, look at that. I think it's and better
2: say, than a chance. It's a guarantee. Yep. But in Matthew 10, you know Jesus sent out these men to spread you know spread the knowledge, hey, the the Messiahs here, the Son of God. Well, they were threatening them, and you know it takes me back to when I was in the Ukraine some twenty something years ago. we started the wall comes down, the church moves in. Hey, let's plant some churches. Well, during that transition over there. When they got wind that large crowds were following after us because we were feeding them, it was a humanitarian crisis. But then we would share Jesus, and you know we played basketball and we were doing different things to draw crowds. Well, the government officials got wind of that, and basically what happened here in Matthew ten is what happened to us. They're like, "You shut this down, or we'll put you in jail, or kill you." I mean, there was no sugarcoating it. We even though now they were supposedly free when we started sharing Jesus and large crowds started gathering up they're like no shut this down mm-hmm. so what was so profound about that is i looked at the missionary i was like well i guess that wraps this up you know i hate to get back to the usa but he was like oh no we'll just move locations which is what they what we did which was very frightening i guess you know i was only in my early 20s and i wasn't as fired up as i should have been cuz i mean i was nervous about it i was fearful but I think in Matthew 10, with what we're going to talk about today, this is a really good paragraph, especially even in the fears of the coronavirus. I mean, some people, especially those without Jesus, without any help, they're terrified. Oh, yeah. But when you read this, he says in Matthew ten twenty six, he says, so don't be afraid of them. There's nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. So don't don't even be scared of anything that they can come up with that may you know that you think you're missing out or you don't know what's going to happen because then he clarifies and he says what I tell you in the dark speak in the daylight what is whispered in your ear proclaim from the roofs you say what is it do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your father? Which is an awesome thought. Mm -hmm. He's like, you don't think I don't think you're valuable. Look, if a sparrow runs into your plexiglass and dies, uh, he knows about it. (laughs) <laughs> and then he says, and even with the very hairs of your head, they're all numbered. So don't be afraid you are worth more than sparrows. I just think that's a what a what a straight, fantastic a <laughs> yeah a view on life about and there's a lot of uh, confusion in there you might see I mean, we've talked about fear before where you don't I've said this many times, you know it says do, don't be afraid. He doesn't want you to fear because, you know, you, you, you know, God, but in the same vein, we do fear God because he knows us, you know, I mean, because we're (laughs) we do get off and we do make mistakes. And so there's a balance there of how, you know, we live life. But the bottom line is overall, oh, we're going to trust God because he controls body and soul.
1: Well, we had there's a couple of questions I want us to deal with today, and which deal with this subject, uh, sort of post resurrection. One of them comes from Travis, and um, he said, um, "Here's my question I've wrestled with over several years." He said, "Here's what he says: First off, I do not want my Lord to suffer or be in hell. I'm very glad he's in heaven. What I don't understand is that he became sin, and we mentioned that before. What is it?" 2 Corinthians 5, um, that says God made him, 18. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So here's the question. What I don't understand is if he became sin so that he could die to pay for our sins, why did he not have to go to hell to complete the payment of that debt, which is our debt? I understand he did suffer so much, um, but so he has a hard time accepting that debt about taking on sin. And that brought me to something. Jason and I, when we were in school, we had heard this teaching that he did go to hell. Mm-hmm. You know the idea that from was it First Peter uh, three. Well, let he, me read it out
2: because right, I, I think people will be confused by this. And look, this is a this is a deep water. <laughs> I'm just let me warn you. This will make your head hurt. But there are a few passages that seem to imply that when Jesus died, something happened in the unseen world. Right. Because look, you gotta remember from a theological standpoint before I read this, most people just think heaven and hell. But there's in the Greek language uh, uh, the word for what is it, Sheol? Oh, where the, this or paradise. Yeah. Uh you remember Hades. Yeah, Hades where you have I think Sheol is actually the yeah, hell. The, but yeah, the, the uh what what you said, what was the one you just Hades. Said? Hades is like the That's a Greek word. Transitional place for the dead. That's what it would be. I, I, right. I guess that's a good that's way the to Greek describe thought, it. Right. So look, I don't want to go too deep into this. But when you read First Peter three, here's what it says. In verse 18, it says, For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit, which is why I read the Matthew ten. Right. But then it says, through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison who disobeyed long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah. Now, now then he gets to a point about how baptism you know, is the right. reenaction of the death, right. burial, and resurrection. But you read that one little phrase, and you're like, well, did he do that while he was dead? Is that what the three that's, days? Yeah, that's, that was the assumption yeah. that kind of built this teaching
1: that that happened. Of course, when I read it, I didn't. I never even went there. My, my thought was Jesus was around back when, you know, <laughs> speaking through Moses uh, uh, and Noah. Noah. Exactly. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, I I, I never got into that thought, but because I see it for just straight up what it was. But people have built that up. Another one is Ephesians four. Where it says he ascended on high, took many captives, gave gifts to his people. So the idea was, there is a teaching that says he went into hell and then brought people out of hell.
2: Well, let I, me give you another one in that vein. Second Corinthians twelve three, when Paul was saying, and I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not do, do not know, but God knows, was called up to paradise, which is that same word that when Jesus told the thief on the cross you remember he said today you today mm-hmm. you will be with me in paradise so there's some place that we go i mean my opinion just being practical is that if you have the holy spirit of god and you're going to be resurrected because you have the, your body will come up so when Jesus when it says 1st Thessalonians 4 Jesus will bring With him, those who have died or fallen asleep
0: in him. Well, what's he bringing? Their bodies are on the earth, so he's not bringing their bodies. Well, the next
2: verse says, and the dead in Christ will be raised. Well, so it seems to infer we have two parts of the anatomy over one timing. He's bringing the souls. Souls. Sure. body is raising, and then it says, and so we will meet the Lord in the air. So the body comes up. I'm assuming pff, they unite. It'll probably be a better racket than that. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's then you will have. Now we go back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago. You now have a functional body like Jesus had in immo- First John three immortal body. So now you can eat fish not to stay alive, just for the heck of it, just to enjoy. It. Hang on, let's take a break.
1: So one of the uh, the things that's going on with the coronavirus has made it interesting in the uh, in the gun world because you got gun stores and ammo has been through the roof through this whole thing that's been going on. Of course, there's some states that have shut down; it's not essential, and others haven't. So the ones that haven't, you got a lot of people getting a lot of weapons, getting a lot of ammo, and it makes sense because you know people get scared; they're fearful.
2: And they're thinking people. Was, well, I think they're looking at worst case scenario. Exactly. People and, running through the streets, you know, turns into some kind of weird Mad Max movie. So
1: here, here's one of the things that happens. So you got a lot of, you got to run on gun ranges. That's something you can do in the social distancing thing we're we're doing. So you can't. Nobody can
2: reserve time
1: at a gun range. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't have a lot of woods like we. Yeah. Have. It's so one they, thing
2: to have a gun and ammo in case you know zombie apocalypse, but. You better be pretty good with it. you
1: got to be able to know how to use it.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, look,
1: thankfully, we've got our good friends at iTarget Pro, uh, which basically is, a, is a, an app and then a laser bullet. And so you can set this bad boy up with your phone right there in your living room, wherever, and you can do target practice which is really yeah. cool. So it's a laser bullet that goes into your weapon and look they've got everything. So you're basically learning how you're dry firing, but you're learning how to shoot and then it's going to tell you whether you're on target or not that your your phone is on, through the app. So it's a great idea. It's a great product. We love it. Uh comes in all major calibers, 223, 556, everything. Right now you can get 10% off plus free shipping if you use the offer code FIL. So it's a great chance to save a little money get to practice uh, itargetpro.com that's itargetpro.com and the offer code is Phil so
2: sign up get it to your uh get it to your phone and get to practicing then you can use one of my famous sayings if you shoot at me you better not miss
0: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, and I, so I think to, to go back to Travis's specific question, um, what we're saying is that because he told the thief, Today I'll be with you in paradise, I don't, I don't think there's anything that this, this says you know distinctly he went to hell. I, I don't even, I, I, I got the references. No. They say that. No. And, I, but here's I, my I, thing I, to Travis he, he wouldn't really have to go to hell to pay the price for sin. I mean, in other words, him being. Deity and man, therefore, he and he never broke the law, then his sacrifice was the competent thing to pay for our sins. You don't have to go to hell to the Spirit
0: of God and the first Peter three back there, just to clarify, because Jace never actually stayed stayed there. Yeah, when when Noah was preaching to the people, telling them there was going to be a big water, there's a flood coming because they were ridiculing him. What are you doing, building a boat of that size right. on dry ground? are you Are you crazy? Right? And he was preaching to them. The Spirit of God was speaking through Noah to the individuals who were alive. And when Peter wrote about it, he was simply saying, "Now all that's left of them, they were all drowned, but eight right. They, they are the spirits in prison. They're the ones who said, we're not going to rely on God. I mean, their every thought was evil. And and Noah's trying to tell them, look, there's a big water coming. And they said, you idiot, here? And he said, it's coming right here. And and it's going to save me because I'm going to be in that boat. So you either need to get a boat or get out of my face because the water's coming. Well, that was the spirit of God speaking to Noah to the people of that day. When he alludes to that right here, he says, "Now they're the spirits; of, is all left of them. They're in uh, they're in the place Jesus is talking about. It's the it's Hades. It's Sheol. Sheol. That's where the that's where they all
1: are." And our assumption has always been that you're there and unaware. And there was another question asked about that. Yep. Uh, well,
2: now you got the story about Samuel, which. Well, I is was it going Samuel? to
1: mention yes, it's Samuel it. and it. And it, let me Where's set up the out story. Out? It's, it's, in 1st right. it's in First Kings. It's in First Kings and Saul, who was the king, he was the yeah. first king, but he wasn't really God's king, which is a whole long story. But so he wanted to know what to do. Well, Samuel, the prophet, had already died, so he's not spiritual minded, so he didn't know what to do. So he gets a medium, which is. Really interesting. I mean, he gets a person who says she can conjure does up. does
2: seem to validate some of this stuff you see today. Well, right, I mean, because yeah. she
1: she pulled it off. Now, now, again, the Almighty could have been doing it through her because he wanted to make that's a statement. That's
2: you panic. Yeah, for you panic. Uh, and, and I know this from Revelation 21.8. You don't want to be on that side <laughs> yeah, in the end. That's right. No. <laughs> <'Cause> not good. <laughs> no, you're not so good. it and, is
0: interesting that right after he mentioned that through the Spirit – that he, uh, through whom the Spirit, he went and preached to the spirits in prison, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God, who they disobeyed long ago. All that's left of them now is their spirits because they all drowned. That's true.
2: But, Phil, the timing of it was right, it, it says Jesus did it right at, I mean, like, in Between his death and rather, right. resur- I mean, it does seem to infer that. I'm, I mean, I mean, that's why that started. I understand that. Well, let, the Al, line let, is- let Al finish his point on the king. So, so, here's what happens: so Samuel, who's a prophet,
1: so he he shows up, his some form of him, spirit, or I don't know, but they knew it was him. <laughs> and basically, he's like, Why are you disturbing me? That, that was yeah. what he said. You, you're dist- you brought me back. But and if then,
2: you read the points, Al, he was aware of current events. I know that's what that's was very
1: curious about that. So, and then he basically gives Saul a rebuke. He's like, "All right, well, since I'm here, here's what's going to happen to you." And it was none of it was good.
2: But well, look, also look at Moses. Now we know he died because there was a dispute over his body. He's up on a mountain with Jesus. What a thousand years later, having a conversation. I was fixed to bring that in Elijah, having both. a conversation. Well, what in the world happened? They, they left the place, wherever this place is, the paradise, or if you were outside of Jesus, what would be the opposite of paradise?
0: I think it was a glimpse. Uh, God is showing you when Jesus is standing there and you have Elijah and Moses and they're just talking. Well, they're there. there they already been given their immortal bodies to show us that he, God's not the God of the dead but of the living. Remember the burning right, bush? Right. Well,
2: but he also said, but to him, all are alive. But to him,
0: to, to him, all of them are alive. There will well, be when justice. you see them standing there, it's just a picture of what it's going to be like. To re- He gave them a little a little jump start, gave right. us a jump start, saying, look, this body, soul, I, I can do with that anything I want to do. Right. If you believe in me, Jesus said, even if you die, yet shall you live. And no. whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Well, when you look at it like that, you're like, whoa, watch. Right after 1 Peter 3.21, you get to First Peter 4.4, 4, uh, the people think it's strange that you do not plunge with them into the same flood of dissipation, and they heap abuse on you. But they'll have to give an account to him who's ready to judge, listen, the living, the ones who are alive physically at the time, and the dead, the ones nothing but spirits, this is the reason the gospel was preached even to those who are now dead. That's what First Peter 3 is talking about. So that they might be judged according to men in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. He said if you don't see the spiritual part, the soul part, mm-hmm. you'll really be confused about physical death. God yeah. says, listen, Let me my evaluate. son died. Oh, he was alive. He just was going to show you how to beat Physical death. You're still Correct. alive. You just are outside your body.
2: Yeah, I don't see why people have such a problem with this. Me I mean, either. because look, if he created the first man out of dust, what was coming back even though you supposedly he died? He breathed
0: life into dirt. What's and the difference? made a human being. You're like, whoa. I want to read something. Hang
2: on,
1: Jace. Let's take a break for you. Read so, I don't, do y'all have like a morning routine? I mean, just got. Do you wake up and do the same thing
0: every day? All routines have been upset because of the pandemic and but I got up this morning and looked around and I said I looked in the mirror and I said when I saw me in the mirror, whoa. I said, I think I'm going to wash my my head. <laughs> So I stuck my head. I just got on my knees and stuck my head under the water and got me some shampoo. The whole work. Well, whatever out. I was going to say. First time it's in not as ten days. <laughs> ten days I had not washed maybe, my hair.
1: Maybe that was the wrong question. Well, yeah. so I, so I read that top performers in business and sports they attribute their success in a morning routine, and most of the time non pandemic people are really busy. So sometimes you don't know, always have a chance to hydrate. And it's important to hydrate. I didn't realize that seventy five percent of the people walking around you see them, they're they're dehydrated.
0: Well, look, hydration in my mind is get on the get on the black rifle <laughs> and get you a shot of that so strong <laughs> it'll just stand up on itself. You're like yo, take a couple of snorts of that and you are hydrated and ready to go Al. <laughs> well, I
1: got something even better if you to go along with your black rifle. Uh, there's a product called Hydrant, Dab. we got to get you. It's got electrolyte packets. You you mix it in with your water. And basically, it's going to put your electrolytes in there. It's going to help you to be able to jumpstart your day with hydration. So Hydrant starts at about a buck a pack uh, for a 30-day supply. And so you're going to get some uh, percentage off. If you'll mention us, uh, add 25% off for your first order. Drinkhydrant.com. You enter the promo code PHIL. So we're going to get Phil hydrated along with his black rifle coffee. We're going to get him some hydrate.
0: Al, oh, by the way, we had under a pandemic. Can you see electrolytes? Because that's supposed to get, get them going. What, what, can't what exactly them. are electrolytes? I don't know
1: what they are. I'm no doctor. But
2: you can see the effects. That's right. If you see, you see a effects. guy have who's them. running down the road. He's and full he, of electrolytes. He's, he's not electrolytes getting tired. He's barely sweating. You can think he's well hydrated. <laughs> drinkhydrant.com
1: promo code Phil 25% off your first order drinkhydrant.com
2: promo code Phil let's get hydrated and run I'm going to read an obscure passage that goes along with what you just said right after He goes through, Jesus will bring with him the spirits that have fallen asleep, the dead will be raised. Just You feel like this is in the closing comments of 1 Thessalonians 5, but he makes an interesting statement. He says, may God himself, 523, the God of peace sanctify you, set you apart from who? From everybody else. Through and through, may your whole spirit, soul, and body Be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then I love this 24, because then if you struggle with how this is going to happen, he basically gives you the answer in the next verse. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. It, it, It's such a a crazy verse to me, because it's like we really struggle with how this is all going to come together, and then at the end of describing the details of when Jesus comes back, and your body and your soul and spirit's gonna be reunited. You know, we read First Corinthians 15 and in, in previous pod, podcasts, the body is changed, but it's not exchanged. It, it's still a body. Just like Jesus was eating fish and going through walls, but it's some kind of body that we can't relate. And we're like, well, how, does, how is all this going to come together? And he's like, he's faithful. He'll pull the it off. The
0: way Peter called it, we mentioned this in one of our other podcasts, but I'll bring it up again. Second Peter 1, verse 15, I think it's right to refresh your memory. Now, wait, look at his idea of the body, soul, and spirit. Uh, I want to refresh your memory. As long as I live in the tent – Temporary dwelling of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside, my physical body, my tent. I'm just staying in right now. Got another one coming. that will be an eternal one. Watch. It's just like Corinthians five. Yeah. Second Corinthians 5? Yeah. This Peter. is 2 Peter. Oh. I will soon put it aside, his body now. As our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me, because he told Peter, you're going to die a rough death, son. Watch. I will make every effort to see that after my departure, well, what can be depart? They're going to crucify him upside down and kill him. You say, well, boy, he's got a rough time coming. He said, no, it's just me departing from my body. So the question is going back to don't worry about the ones who can kill the body. They killed his body. They killed the Apostle Paul's body. Well, how, how could Peter look at it and say, it's nothing but my departure? <clears throat> well, that's the part of you, your soul and your spirit that goes to be with the Lord. And at the final day, he's just bringing you back. Yep. to yeah. retrieve your body. That's all he's doing. Well,
2: to get back to his question,
0: I, I, uh, it's, here's it's what's pretty bother- uplifting, Al. Mm-hmm. What's
2: bothersome to me about the question, not that you asked it, but just your conclusions on it, if you go to Second Corinthians 5, which is basically what you just read, uh, meanwhile we groan, That's long right. to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, you know, when we're clothed, we will not be found naked. You know, for while we're in the tent, we groan in a burden. You know, While we're in the what? The tent. The tent. He's on the same but way. Then he, he gets to Peter. verse 5 and says, It's God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the Spirit, Holy Spirit, as a deposit guarantee of what is to come. But now, later on, he gets all the way to the last verse in... Uh, Chapter five, which is verse twenty one, because he's talked about how Jesus made this happen in the new creation and we're now ambassadors yep. for Christ. Well he says God made him who had no sin, which was this is what the question was about, to be sin for us. But if you'll notice where it where it says sin, it has a little letter. Mine has an A and it says or be a sin offering. Because you gotta remember something. When it when this this question was concluding that Jesus became sin, so he went, went to hell, but Jesus had no sin. No, that's he, right. Hebrews 4, 1 Peter 5, zero sin, because his nature, you're now addressing God's nature. Well, in him is 100% light. There's no darkness, none. There's no sin. He's also life, which is tying in what we're talking about with the resurrection, and the same principle applies like for love. Mm-hmm. He can't just love some people and not the rest because his nature is he is love. He's he, he is sinless. So to try to make that analogy to get Jesus to go into hell, you violated one of the fundamental principles of who God is, which is that he is sinless. He is incapable The
0: way of, of sin is death. Since Jesus had no sin, he conquered death That's by right. that
2: very fact. That's why right. Peter, when he preached his sermon, <laughs> said it was impossible for Jesus' body to see decay. That's right. Because it was trying to violate two fundamental principles of God is that he is life. He can't die. Can't die. And he has no sin. There's, it, It's impossible. He's not going to sin. So what I'm saying is I've thrown out that theory because it violated one of the fundamental natures of God. That's why when I hear some kind of false doctrine come up about, and I don't want to get into the details of it, y'all know because it kind of there was a crew that kind of went through some of our church members, you know, where God only loves some people. Well, you're violating a a fundamental principle of the nature of God. No, he loves everybody,
0: and what that forces you to do if you he never so love the world, he sent Jesus. All right,
2: but they'll say, "Well, yeah, but that's his world," you know. I mean, I've argued uh. with these people, <laughs> but you know where I'll bring up an issue where it becomes practical with us. It's like, and I remember through the years in in the immaturity of some of our faith, you look at a murderer or a child molester or you know whatever the sin is, and people say, "Well, God doesn't love him." And that comes from because their their sin is so egregious that you're like, well, I've They're read unlovable. the Bible yeah. that well, and then you get in the difference in loving the person that's why He made them, and then hating what they do, which is a fundamental thing that I think most religious people agree with. But somehow, or another they attack the very nature of God when all of a sudden they they just say God does not love that person. Well, he's incapable of functioning like that. So I hope that I hope that helps.
1: So let's take uh, one last break, and then I I'm, I've got a point to make over that. <clears throat> so we dealt with this in a previous podcast, but but I think the question that comes out of the question is, well, why the three days? But we've talked about that. For in other words, if you can't kill God, why did he stay in that? Mm-hmm. Why did his body stay in that tomb three days? But we talked about that before. The burial. Was to prove that removes all doubt that he went through the process exactly right. So that it, it wasn't so we could go to hell, you know, which is kind of this theory, but it was just to prove that he was God because you know his body never saw decay, so yeah. we
2: know that. I mean, I I think I shared this story before, but I'm gonna share it again because it was a really tense moment. You know, a lot of people who who pursue the miraculous gifts in life, the problem with that kind of theory is and in, in, in pursuit. And look, I'm saying if God wants to do something, he can do it. I mean, I, I'm not saying I don't believe that things happen that are unexplainable and, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. But if that's where your pursuit is, what, what the problem with that is, is, you know, I shared Jesus with a fellow. His life was a disaster. He makes a decision to put his faith in Jesus. But the church that he had gone to they were more in pursuit of the miraculous and they didn't like somebody like me coming in there and and like pursuing one of their members. Well, I mean, this guy's life was a wreck. Now, he might have been a member of that church, but he wasn't a member of Jesus. He was beating his wife, he was getting drunk every other night. I mean, this guy was just a problem. So, but the fella gets torn in between the two religions in his mind, me and this other fella, and he's like, "Well, why don't y'all just get together and talk and I'll figure out which one to go with?" Horrible idea. I should not have gone along with this, but I did. I was there, too. And uh, so this guy comes in, and he starts challenging me to do something miraculous. Well, I'm looking at the list, and we were in, what is that? March 16? It said, these signs will accompany those. You, you handle deadly snakes. I'm, like, I'm out on that, you know, because I, I don't mind drink risking poison. my life. Well, the drink poison is the one I chose. And I said, because <laughs> I said, look. No, I'm not going to do it because I I have my faith and trust in Jesus. He's going to save me even if I die. And I'm quoting the verses what we're mm-hmm. talking about today. But this guy wanted to like do a sign to see who was from God. It, it reminded me of that story in the Old Testament mm-hmm. where they were trying to figure out who was legit. Remember they were lighting the censors and all, and then God's man basically just burned yeah. everybody. <laughs> that wasn't with the true After of he God. covered it with water in a drought. That was Elijah. Yeah. But we got right to the moment of the cause the guy in the middle, uh, he was like, Well, I, I got some battery acid out there in the truck. You know, we'll just settle this. I was like, Look, you don't put the Lord God to the test. This you know, I'm cause I'm bowing out saying it's not about that. It's about have you surrendered to Jesus' and is your life represented that? Because I was rebuking this this pastor from this church because I was like, you you don't even know what this guy's doing. He just he's beating his wife. He's a drunk. I was saying that in front of him. Man. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't sugarcoating anything. We're trying to get this guy in Jesus, get the Holy Spirit so he will quit breaking the law. <laughs> and you're obsessed with trying to find some miraculous gift in this to figure out who's legit. Yeah. I was like, you're so far off. I mean I Look, I'm just picking one guy that I met. Maybe he was crazy. I don't know. But that was the issue. But then he was acting like he was going to drink this battery acid. Did he? he? No. But he got right up to the point. And I was like, if you drink that battery acid, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you. You're going to die. And I'm not going to make a salvational judgment on you. I hope you make it. (laughs) But I know this. If you drink that, you're going to die right here in front of us. And he was just looking like, I mean, he wanted to, like, it's kind of like a game of chicken. You go first, you know? <laughs> I, you go first. And I'll tell you what, if you live, that's we'll a, just follow you. That's you know? a tough
1: deal. That's like the old days when they'd put, they'd say, sink them with some rocks. And they'd say, well, if they, you know, if they drown, then they, they were innocent. But if they pop up, you know, they're guilty, we'll hang them. I mean,
2: I mean that, I that's a, a tough way of, to turn a out. A lot of viewers <laughs> think this is preposterous to think in America this would be going on in a living room. I was a part of it, and I I thought, what is going on here, you know? I mean, are you crazy? We we probably
1: should have prefaced this whole conversation with the idea that what we did today with these questions was sort of we we painted a picture that we get from Old Testament, New Testament, a lot of things here. that, But remember— Anything in the afterlife, ultimately, we don't know what exactly what's going on. I mean, we're assuming maybe people have an awareness. We don't know. We're we're saying, you know, this is what it may be like. We don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, to me, when it comes to the question of heaven and hell and what is it going to exactly be like and where do we be, it's a lot of conjecture. I mean, we're, we're kind of painting a narrative from these passages. Uh, we do know this for sure, that when you die, there will be a resurrection, And we'll live again. That much we know as they're And
2: remember Matthew ten, everything that hasn't been disclosed will. And I've read many times Deuteronomy twenty nine, twenty-nine, it says the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever. Look, God has made a way to reveal Jesus to us. That is our purpose on the earth. He uses us despite our flaws and that is god revealing what you need to know you it's get wor- jesus look you get life and you get it eternal
0: it's but. worth mentioning that only one species only one humans they're the only ones that are into these matters right and are able to read contemplate you know the bible says god set eternity in the hearts of men, right. he put that in us. Dogs are not worried about the resurrection. Horses are not worried about the resurrection. None of the animal world is worried, at, or even gives. This is not part of their agenda. Right. Phil, I thought all, 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 I
2: saw that movie. All dogs go to heaven. <laughs>
0: yeah. So you, so, yeah, hey, they, hey put, I hope it. there are dogs in heaven. Thank but you. But the bottom line is, you say, uh, why is it just humans? They have old writings. Mm -hmm. We've all read them. When we got to this story, we are like, whoa, 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 whoa here. So we've looked, and we looked, and our calendar is dated on Jesus Christ, and you're thinking, you know.
1: Which, by the way, you brought up something interesting. Um, We do share with animals – we have spirits and they have a spirit. They yep. don't have a soul. That's the difference. That's why that third component is so important. You know, dogs have a spirit and some of them are high spirited, you know, some of them are low Our spirit. last
2: dog that died, our kids did the funeral. They wanted to do funeral service, you know, and they did. But it was weird how they took control and basically shared what we believe about Jesus about that dog. Well, he's in heaven now. It, it, it was all the same. Uh you know, it it's it's crazy. You don't really think they're watching you until something they love and they want to see again. And you
0: wonder why and, why is that in the hearts, and I'm pointing to my head here, why is that in the hearts of men? Yeah. Where'd it come from? Yeah, it you has know, to good, be good, evil, hell, heaven. You say where'd all Dead that come point. from? It has to be trust in
2: Jesus and you may not understand it, but you'll be pleasantly surprised when you look up You remember that story of Lazarus and the beggar? When you look up and it's over, you don't want to be thinking, uh oh, I screwed up here. No. Well, and that's, uh, we'll close with a question, actually, because I I
1: want to get to it. I don't know if we'll get to it again. It's a a someone anonymous said, sent in a, a question that they grew up in a Buddhist household. And he or she said they've lately been thinking about converting to Christianity. And here's what they said. But the only thing stopping me is that I can't get past believing in heaven or hell or the existence of one. And here's why. Because I believe in reincarnation. Then yeah. then the question is, so my question is, can I become a Christian and not believe in heaven or hell? Which is not the right question. The question is, can I become a Christian and believe in reincarnation? Because nowhere is that in the Bible. Yeah. Therein lies the problem. If you do if you believe in reincarnation, you don't believe in the resurrection. So But what
2: I would tell them is that if you surrender to Jesus, that's right. Even though you have this narrative that you want to believe, I say be pleasantly surprised. Because yeah. I've always said it's not about the destination. That's why I believe so much about heaven and hell is fuzzy in the Bible. That's right. Because that I agree. is not that is not your motivation. For surrendering to Jesus. Your motivation is Jesus. That's why he said, I'm the way. You remember when he said, In my father's house are many rooms, you know. So what do our churches do? They write a song saying, I got a mansion just over the hilltop. I'm like, (laughs) You missed the point. It's not about a mansion. It's about who's in it. That's right. (laughs) That's why the house doesn't make you happy, the people in the house. You could be living in a van down by the river as on a steady diet of government cheese and butter I The believe. late Chris Farley said but <laughs> I'll tell you this when you look up and it's over and you it when you're in the when you're one of the spirits in this world and you're waiting on the resurrection and whether you're aware or not you won't be feeling real good if you're outside of Jesus and if you are you'll be thinking boy this is paradise because it's only going to get better yep. great discussion happy Easter
1: So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.